0: Hey, Henry, what's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the one and only original country bad jamboree. All the guys that turn me on, turn me down. There was blood on the sand. W-W-Radio,
1: your information station. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WW radio show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 469. And I'm here once again, not only to help you have the best possible vacation experience when you go to the Disney parks, But I also want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, my videos, the blog, live broadcasts on Facebook every Wednesday night, my books, audio tours, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. So we all love to laugh, right? And if you think about it, it's a big reason why we go and go back to Walt Disney World. The laughter, the smiles, and the memories they create. And there's so many opportunities to laugh in the parks. Some we create ourselves, and many come from some of the humor we find in the attractions. So this week, we're going to look and laugh at our top 10 funniest attraction moments in Walt Disney World, and then I'll ask you to share yours as well. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show For information about The Purge, upcoming events, the meat of the month during Walt Disney World Marathon weekend next month, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. (music)
0: You fellas could use a good laugh. Let's go down to my laughing place. I love to laugh. (laughs) Loud and long and clear. (laughs) I love to laugh. (laughs) It's getting worse every year.
1: (laughs) I love to laugh. And like the song says, the more I laugh the more I'm a merrier me. And I think there are so many opportunities to literally LOL, to laugh out loud in Walt Disney World. And I think that's why we go, right? From the moments we remember uh, of joy and happiness. And I think a lot of those come from the time that we spend with the people that we're with, unless they're really cranky or totally boring. But so many also come from our favorite attractions in the parks. So this week, we're going to look and laugh at our top ten-ish funniest Walt Disney World attraction moments. And joining me once again is a man who makes me laugh often, in- unintentionally, and without him even knowing it. He is he he is the piglet to my poo. And no, wait, that did not come out right. Wait, the <laughs> you- Abu to <laughs> the, the Abu to my Aladdin. And maybe I'll just quit while I am ahead. He is, of course little timmy foster from celebrations magazine
2: uh, first of all you've done um the poodle or piglet before and it is funny so you should have kept doing it and for cripes' sake i'm 5'11 i'm not little timmy foster <laughs> but that's okay so. you'll always be little t- you know it's not a matter of of stature Let's it's just little
1: inside <laughs> Well, I think you like me, <laughs> we, we are derailed already we haven't even started. <laughs> we're yet. little kids. I think well, I think you're right. I think that, I think that we're little kids inside. I think that what yeah. I said is true. I think that when, you know, we go to Walt Disney World, yes, you know, some people prefer the thrill rides and some people prefer the shows, but we do. You know, we go because we want that sense of escapism. We we want to laugh. I mean, those are the moments and the memories that we recall and look back on so fondly and when uh, again whenever we do these top tens and it's been 10 years or so of top tens we never really talk about these ahead of time and without necessarily going into your list but when I said hey we're gonna do the top 10 funniest Walt Disney World attraction moments was there anything that that maybe came to mind immediately or as you were going through your list yours like yeah no matter how many times I see it there is that belly laugh you know, laugh out loud moment, no matter how many times, and, and even though I know that it's coming.
2: Uh, no, not really.
1: Oh well, there you go. Ta- I take back every nice thing that I've ever said about you.
2: <laughs> well, no, I'm gonna. <laughs> you threw me right away out of the gate. You threw me because I don't remember you throwing the word attraction in there. So I, I will confess, my list. I'm going off attraction quite a bit. Well, that's so, okay
1: um, because I think. Att- I, I think. And and we have some poetic license here because the rules are there ain't no rules. And number two, you know, what we may consider to be. And, and I will tell you, there are things on my list that are not attractions per se. You will not necessarily find them on a map, but I consider them attractors, right? There are things that I go there for. There are things that I look for. There are things that I look forward to seeing again and again. So um, I'm even... I, I was really not interested in your list at all before him, but now I'm actually very intrigued uh, well. <laughs> about your list. Um, and I'm going to obviously, because you are my friend and you are my guest, I always like to let you go first and see where your very first go with me here. Mongello is going uh, to take
2: you. Gosh. Well, this, these are, this is good because I was always trying to figure out which one should I get through so you don't steal it from me. Um, let's see. I, I mean, when you first s- suggested this idea, I loved it, and I thought this would be a slam dunk, and then I started writing it. It was actually harder than I thought. It was right. It was, <laughs> it was
1: harder than I thought. Uh, same for um, me, too.
2: Well, it was funny because uh, there's a difference. I, I know we're going to touch on this because I have some of them that do this, but whether, whether you're talking about a you know belly laugh and you're you know on the floor crying and screaming or it's just it's a funny – Disney inside joke or something like that. And I was trying to differentiate between the two as I'm going through the list, but we'll see how it goes. I'm going to start with the, I, th- I think was the most obvious one on the list. And it's the first one that came to mind and I'm just going to get it out of the way. Cause gosh, darn the topic is in the name of the attraction. The monsters Inc. laugh floor. Hmm. It's going to be my first one. And, um, I think what I was trying to actually, what I did when, you said this was thinking of attractions and which ones are actually funny and make me laugh. And obviously this one does. That's the first one that came to mind. But it was harder to think of other ones where you um, actually laughed as opposed to going, ooh, that's really clever. But I got some of those coming up too. But the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, we all know it. Um, I think it is one of the few, few... Attractions where you're supposed to laugh and it's supposed to be funny, so that's great. But the thing I really like about it, I think that everything likes about it, is it's, it's um, different every time. For the most part, they follow the same script, but there's a lot of you can see the same show over and over and see the new things. And the, the scariest, it's actually this also falls into one of the scariest attractions for me right after the Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster because <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. And I don't be the one. I don't want to be the one that has to get up and dance and all that. And I don't think I've been tagged as such since. I don't know if you have been.
1: I have never been that guy.
2: I, I, I've also never been the rebel spy.
1: I've never been the grand marshal in a parade. <laughs> I live here. I've been coming here for forty <laughs> years. It's just like romper room on TV. I never get picked, or dodgeball, same uh, thing, or, well, or little league, or basketball. You know, I mean, Basically, any team sport or. The, uh, move on.
2: This, uh, maybe you should think about what you're wearing. You know, yeah. <laughs> the suit tie doesn't work. Maybe you wear the propeller cap and all that. Um, I the one thing I I, I like, and I, I think I've mentioned this before, is the uh, the audience participation, and um, especially the text in your joke at the the beginning. Uh, and I've tried so many times to text in a joke, and it never gets in. And I honestly can't remember if I brought this up on this show before I finally got a joke told. Have I told you what it was? No, but I'm I'm
1: frightened, but go ahead.
2: you want to know? Do you want to know what it is? Well, I gave up trying to do the um, uh, how do you make a handkerchief dance, put a little boogie in it. Because it always seems to somehow get in there. Um, But it's funny every time you hear it. But forever, I would try and text in, uh, how do you fix a jack-o'-lantern? How, with a pumpkin patch. <laughs> I I can hear I can hear the guffaws across <laughs> it's, the internet. You know actually. what? It would
1: probably kill around October twenty seventh, and then well, two weeks later it, it would fall.
2: Coincidentally, last time I was there was in October, um, but I would I would over and over text it in. It wouldn't get in. You know the silly little you know that joke I mentioned about the handkerchief always comes in, and some other ones. Um I took that actually you inspired me because I took the approach of instead of saying Tim Philadelphia at the end, I put little Timmy six, you know, eight <laughs> six from whatever. And lo and behold, little Marty Wazowski gets up and this next joke's from little Timmy in Philadelphia. And I went, What, but what can I ask
1: you something? Why why did um why did Mike Wazowski sound like um like Bill from Saturday Night Live?
2: Marty like. was not Yeah, Mike was asked. he's a little kid? Like, wait, who did I sound like? You, you probably don't. Oh. You don't remember Mr. Bill from Mr. Night Live? Mr. Bill. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Well, That—that's
1: a really old reference. Like we're going back to like yeah, I, the '70s. I, I, sorry.
2: As long as you're using oh. old references, I wanted to point out to you. Um, you said something about us being little kids at heart, which we are, and all that, but. I think the real kids out in the audience right now and the teens are stuff kind of I don't think you're supposed to say lol anymore. No, it's not. I don't think so. Is that cool? They you, you they can tell us if that's cool or not. You know, so you, I mean, like my mom says it and I cringe. Yeah, me well, and my daughter so.
1: Well, I, you're so listening. That may not be to. true, but you're going to love the parachute pants I
2: bought you for Christmas. Uh oh man. <laughs> I can't wait. Um so I don't that's uh there's the other favorite parts of the monsters Inc. laugh floor. I love the mind reading part. I haven't been picked to do that yet. I would have so much fun with that. I want to be I want to play uh Randall or or Boo or what you know, but they never picked me, but um but it's it's fun cuz cause, cause you 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 really do never know what's coming even though you know the main framework of the show. It's it's really seen the the audience participating in their reactions, especially when they don't really want to, but they're getting them to egg on anyway. Like um, I love the one where they try and uh, play the parts of the monsters, and this one's Sully. It takes them a few minutes to realize he's supposed to be mean and so forth and all that kind of stuff, I think. That, and that's the funniest part of the whole thing is seeing um, how the different audience members participate from show to show because you never know what you're going to expect, so.
1: So let me ask you this: um, yeah. Is is Monsters Inc. A, a must do every time, or is it a you know do it occasionally or one and done?
2: I will confess it's kind of a do it occasionally, but it does have the the uh, the uh, advantage of being one you could usually walk into. So if it's um, if I'm wandering around Tomorrowland and you know buzzes forty five minutes and I. Base man, I'm afraid of, and I've already ridden the TTA twenty times. It's, I'll, I'll pop in. So yeah,
1: I like I like going when I go with a group. If there's a, especially if there's a, a yeah. large group of people, um, so uh, it, it is not one that I do <clears throat> every time. This was this was on my honorable mention list. Uh, believe it or not. Well, now it's not. So. Well, because I think it, it's one that it 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 can be funny, right? It has the possibility of being funny. I, I liked it, and it was originally on my list because. When I thought about this, and, and I thought about this from the first time I saw the attraction, it was the, the attraction that was as close to as the old comedy warehouse in Pleasure Island that we could get. Um, I think in terms of the the funny attractions, it f- it's the least scripted, right? Or at least feels the least scripted. Obviously, there are some jokes that they have in the can that they're going to use. But I love the fact that the audience has the opportunity to have an impact on the show with the jokes they send in and also how they respond as well. And obviously a lot of the monsters themselves, the way they react, right? It's like the Jungle Cruise. The way right. they react to the audience reactions can make or break the show, right? And sometimes the show is funny because it's not funny. You know, the jokes just aren't <laughs> funny. They're corny. But I think that's right. one of the things that, that – makes it so enjoyable. And obviously the the rewritability factor is very high because you're never gonna see the same show twice.
2: Yeah, that that's what I like. And again it is the audience and and um especially when they're when they get embarrassed. That's I mean that's cruel I think, but I guess that's funny when you can tell they don't really want to be on the camera. Or or best when there's someone on camera and they're trying to get them to do something. And right behind them somebody's trying to get in. (laughs) and photo or, or whatever you call it, uh, not photo bomb cause it's a video, but trying to get it on the act and they're like, well, you seem to have two hands going out of the side of your head and, and things <laughs> like that. So, um, but, um, uh, it is fun. And one day maybe they'll put me on. And I really don't want to dance, but I'll be that guy. That'll be okay. So I can you, get a button, you, so. One day
1: you will be that guy. One, one day, day I'll, I'll be, be the rebel spy. One day I'll be tall enough to ride that. Tomorrow Speedway. <laughs> Small world.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. And I well, hope you don't take my next one. Please. Listen, I,
1: I think there's going to be a lot of overlap on this list. Yeah. Um, and when I thought about this list, um, there were there were two things sort of almost battling to be the first thing that came to mind. And I'm going to go with the one. Um, that actually was the first. and it, it kind of surprised me because I almost was trying to make it be um I, I was almost trying to make it be something else. And this one might surprise you. Um, it might okay. surprise a lot of people, um because you might think I'm going to an attraction that is somewhat like this, where there's some um, flexibility in in the the performance. But I'm going to go to one that has pretty much not changed very much in 40-plus mm. years. 40-plus years. Yes,
2: that's four decades okay. to you and me. All right. I'm trying to eliminate the possibilities here.
1: Listen, so. let, me, let me just say one thing to you, Timmy Foster.
2: Yeah. My woman ain't pretty, but
1: she don't swear none. And I do love me some country. I think I still think. <laughs> what? Right, that took me a second. <laughs> Sorry. But I, I, I got you. <laughs> um, and that wasn't just a commentary. It was
2: actually a lot from the. No, I thought you were trying to tell me something. <laughs> no,
1: I look, I still think that the the funny campy uh, uh, music and dialogue from the Country Bear Jamboree still makes this attraction Funny to me, and I love watching the audience as much as I like watching the performance because I I know it, I have it practically memorized, but it still is new and fresh and funny to so many people. And if you do sort of, you know, stop and look at some of the lyrics and listen to some of the lyrics, like my woman ain't pretty, but she don't swear none. She's kind of heavy, she don't weigh a ton. I mama don't whip little Buford is is brilliant. Don't pound on his head. I, I'm kind of shocked, but still happy that I think you should shoot him in he- instead. It's, wow. still, it's still, it's still. Listen, it's you know everybody sort of parents differently, um, yeah. but all the guys that turned me on, turned me down. Uh, heart, we did all that we could. Blood on the saddle. Hey, listen, I would torture my kids, and still occasionally I do when I pick them up from school. Uh, there ain't nothing funnier than hearing their 48 year dad sing Blood on the Saddle in the car.
2: Um, Can unfortunately, we hear that? No. No, no, well, no okay. you cannot. I thought, I
1: thought. Um, but I think the attraction is funny, not just in the lines in the attraction, but in the music itself, right? It, it is corny. It's campy. The dialogue, even from, you know, Melvin, uh, uh, Buff, and, and Max, um, and the, you know, obviously the oh-so-very-scripted interactions. But I still mm-hmm. think... It is a, a funny show. I still think it holds up over time because if you do especially listen to the lyrics from a lot of the music that's held up for 40 years, I think this is one that still continues to put a smile on my face.
2: I'm glad. The bears scare me, so I don't really go there that much, but I trust you.
1: Is there a – do you have That's a favorite funny. bear? Do you have a favorite song? Do you have a favorite line from Country Bear Jamboree?
2: Uh, I'd love to lie and tell you I do, but I, I don't. The, the big one. Big No. A. Zed. Ted? Ted. What, Am I lip, just getting the names right? Liver Lips McGrawl. There you go.
1: Right? How could you not love liver li- Lips McGrawl?
2: I do. I do. I carry a picture of uh, – him, her, in my oh, wait, it's wallet. him.
1: It's liver lips McGraw. Okay, yeah. Listen, and I know there are probably some people going Mangello. <laughs> you need to get out more. If you're putting Country yeah, Bears I mean, at the top of your list, Come
2: on now they they've done a few more. I, I know
1: they have, but honestly, and, and maybe this is nostalgic Lou Mangello uh, coming out. But there is there's still something that is fun and entertaining for me. I look. My barometer maybe is is uh, maybe I have a, it, but I still smile every time I go to the Country Bears, not just because I get to escape the 113 degree Florida heat, but because yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoy, and maybe it's the memories I have of my dad, you know, loving Big Al or seeing that show as a, a six, seven-year-old kid, uh, you know, when I went to Walt Disney World with my family. So maybe it is a little bit of, a little bit um, about that, but,
2: but she ain't, it, but she ain't pretty, but I ain't too. What?
1: She what? I got a woman. She's got me. Whatever we do, we, nothing. Am I the only guy that knows the words to this song? Oh, my <laughs>
2: gosh. I have no idea where we're going. I, I'm just, I'm impressed that if 40 years later, it's bringing a smile to your face. That's all that matters to me because that's a great, that's a great thing to say. So. Well
1: you know that all the guys that turn me up, turn me—never well, mind.
2: Whoa! Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Moving on. All right, I'm, I'm so glad you didn't go here because I was toying with going. Dad, before. I
1: know where you're going next. It's it's on. It's number. It was one A on my list. So go ahead.
2: You think so? Well, if it if it is what you think, I'm going to say there's going to be a lot of overlap here. I'm sure. And now you're probably thinking it's not even close to what you had in mind, but this is uh actually one of the first things i thought of honestly makes me laugh it's not a gag and i go "Ooh, that's clever this honestly yeah. makes me laugh Whoa. it's the Sorry. street performers throughout all of walt disney world and i have some special favorites oh so do few... I. what was that so do i as do you so um i'm gonna pick out Two areas that I particularly like, and I'm sure you've got a bunch more, so we could have some fun with this. Yes. But um, my first one I'm going to go to is France, and um, the Coneheads. The Coneheads, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the uh, the waiter and the the table and the chairs and uh, the acrobat who climbs all the way to the top. Um, I remember seeing this years ago. Many, many years ago, like back in the – oh my gosh, the 90s when some of you kids weren't even born yet. But um, I I'm actually remember at the time – now when they come out, both of the performers come out together and start their thing up. But I remember the time when the chef would come out or the maitre, whoever he was supposed to be. And the actual acrobat was a plant in the audience and he was invited – to uh, they would invite like little kids to come up and hear like you know balance this or do that whatever and then they'd have the guy come up and you just some other guy that's down on vacation and they start making him get up on chairs next thing you know he's six chairs up in the air and it's it's very funny so i i like that although it's still cool now but he's actually part of the show and comes out with it but um the, for my favorite part of the show though is how they interact with the audience and a lot of the street performers including the ones on the boardwalk which I'm going to get to go to do the same thing where they'll have a whistle or something in their mouth and that's how they'll communicate with the audience to like come here do that move forward move left like come up and I just think it's hilarious the way they do that and um and just how the audience just gets it right away. And that they're not saying anything. They're not talking to you, but you know, it's a, you know, tweet, tweet, come here, come here, tweet, tweet, move back, sit there and all that kind of stuff. Um, so again, it's, it's not just the act that they do and how funny it is, but how they interact with the audience. They get the audience participate. And, um, all without saying a single word, which is great. And I mentioned the boardwalk. That's my other favorite place to find these street performers. And those are fun because they – well, in France, you you can kind – you'll never come out various times during the day, so you kind of know they're going to show up. But when you're at the boardwalk, you never know it's around the corner. Um, you could have a magician on one side, juggler on the other side. And they're all doing the same thing. They're uh, – you know ex- – connecting with the audience just through gestures and whistling and pointing and all that which is very fun Uh, to the point where one of my favorite moments of all time and I I did actually out loud laugh at this was um, there was a I I think it was a magician who was doing his act and he was on the lagoon side of the boardwalk and there was a launch boat that was coming in to park at the boardwalk and do its thing and the guy was trying to do little whistles to get somebody to come up and give him their camera so he could throw it in the water or do whatever it was he was going to do with it but the boat was out making a ruckus in the water it was blowing its horn and turning around and ruckus. doing all that stuff yeah did it was causing a, it, i did it was causing a commotion it was getting in the way of the show and uh so the guy gave him a tweet on his whistle and the boat gave him a honk back on the horn and the magician finally gave him a Doot, 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 and the boat went eh, eh, and the, which you know, which is totally it was hilarious uh, but also so impromptu and unscripted obviously but it kind of gave you just a sense of how um, I don't even know how to say this how everybody's in on the act at Disney like all the cast members no, no matter what they're doing whether they're driving a boat or they're performing or whatever they're all in on this show and the the way that particular event unfolded was hilarious and um and again it just you had to be in that spot at that time at that particular moment because it would rarely happen again but but again I just love seeing because they're 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 fun they're great interacting with in the audience and the best thing you never know what they're going to do so it's all that's one that's a repeatability thing because I'll you can watch them over and over again and you never know what's going to happen next so. And there's plenty of more, and I'm assuming you might have a few favorites you might want to throw in there.
1: I was just in my office, and I heard a ruckus. Can you describe the ruckus, sir? Oh what, what movie? What movie? Um, Come on. Uh, really? Breakfast Club. Star Come Wars. I,
2: Give me more context here. That's all you needed. Nobody do it did. again. Forget it.
1: You had your you have your moment. You know to shine.
2: what? I'm gonna throw this should be this should be a show. This <laughs> is a show. This should be the show. Okay. The movie the movie quote line show. No. Yeah. You we do quotes back and forth, and the other one's got to come up with it. And the audience can participate and realize how <laughs> stupid and fraudulent we are. And well, we don't, you know what? Maybe we'll do it live. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll and do it
1: live. Uh, we'll get some members of the nation or something like that, and we'll do it live.
2: And we we have to – there has to be a rule that you have to know that the other person has seen the movie because that's not fair because you could quote – Listen, you, you. but you throw a wrench into that thing because that's
1: like saying <laughs> making sure that that person has has ridden the attraction in Walt Disney World and there's like well, three-quarters of them yeah. that you have. But listen, I want to go back to the list. <laughs> we, All right. We're, ta- yeah, we're that's getting done. very tangential okay. conversation, but we will table this for another time. I agree with you. <clears throat> excuse me that the characters the cast members the performers are are very much um and I and these were on my list because again this is by the broad definition of attractions but I listen like my children I, I love them all but uh unlike my children I do have a favorite and far and away and and with no disrespect to the other characters that I have come to know and love there is one person that I just think is a star among cast members Uh, I I think this character is exceptional for so many reasons this person gives it 175 percent every single day in the middle of August In full costume, like you get a performance as if it was the first time this person has ever been out there. She is not just a socialite. She's not just the president of the Main Street Social Society and the Women's Auxiliary and the Decorating Committee, right? But if you don't believe in women's rights, you better watch out for her women's lefts. I love, (laughs) love with all my heart and soul, Miss Hildegard. Olivia Harding on Main Street, USA. I think, I will tell you that when I visit Magic Kingdom, I I walk slowly down Main Street for a variety of reasons. It's not so I can go get a Starbucks. It's in hopes that I will see her and some of the other citizens as they are of Main Street, USA. I love the mayor. Gosh, I love the mayor. I love Scoop. I love, but Hildegard... Um, is she is so fun and so funny and so engaging and she is she is the embodiment of what a cast member should be. Um, it, it, talking about her, I, I love her character. I love who she is. I love the way she interacts with every single guest. She remembers you right she'll remember hey weren't you here last week last month last year
2: um she well if you're stalking her like you said you were <laughs> of course she's gonna remember you.
1: it's it's less stalkery than it is admiration 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 <laughs> um her <laughs> backstory is very deep you know that she's an owner of the emporium um she t- she'll mm-hmm. talk to you about the emporium she'll talk to you about some of her parties um, she really will sell the idea of how she is working for uh, women's rights but she is just she is a wonderful breath of fresh air and if you have never seen her she's wearing a, a peach pinkish colored dress with her white hat and white parasol usually even in the middle of summer uh please, please, please go and say hello to her and tell her that I said hi because she is um she and some of her other friends on Main Street are are absolutely
2: wonderful. Like Lou said hi. Just say it like just that. Say, Lou just say said Lou, Lou Mangiello said hi. And Lou Mangella, say What?
1: she she's <laughs> usually with like um Beatrice Starr and uh, Francis and Victoria and some of the other – a lot of the other people, the other citizens from Main Street, USA.
2: Well, I'll mention too – another funny thing when we talk about this is um, the street performers are all over the place. And I I feel like I run into them more in other areas. And for as much as I'm on Main Street, I – I don't see these characters as much as you do, probably because I'm always in getting your aforementioned coffee for you because you're out there <laughs> sweating. But, um, but I always seem to run into them uh, around world showcase when they come out and do uh, whether they're in Italy and or the UK or whatever, doing a an impromptu performance of uh, at this time like a Christmas Carol in, in the UK, for example. But. Um, but again, whether it's on the boardwalk or there on Main Street or Streetmosphere performers in Hollywood Studios, um, they're they're just uh, they're they're funny. They're great. But the best thing is you, you it's, it's one of those surprises. We talk about this all the mm-hmm. time. Those unexpected Correct. moments that you didn't know were coming, and they're there all the time. And you're right. Whenever whoever it is, and whether it's 110 degrees or not, they they give it all, and and my hats are off to them every time and i think She's-
1: the important thing too specifically about the street Mosphere characters and the main street usa citizens is that remember when you step foot through that portal either on to hollywood boulevard or sunset boulevard or you pass under the turnstile and you are transported back to turn of the century victorian era uh, you know middle america they complete the story they they yeah they will interact with you because that is where they live they really help you buy into the fact that you have been transported to another time at another place and when you take out your iphone or timmy your your you know flip phone flip or your phone, yeah. you know hp ipad whatever it is to take uh-huh. a, to try and take a photo with them you know it's a foreign object to them because it is 1890 and the, the, yeah. The, yeah. and that really helps you By it it helps you to sort of suspend your disbelief.
2: I think I told you how they they pulled me into the Christmas Carol performance the one year, didn't
1: I? Are you still using a palm pilot? Or or have you have you upgraded yet? uh, using a what? A palm pilot. Or do you still I have that Apple Newton thing, you remember that? (laughs) I remember the Newton. It had a
2: stylus. (laughs) Did you have you have like do you still
1: have like the Zach Morris Saved by the Bell giant brick telephone?
2: (laughs) No. Right, <laughs> <laughs> we're going down a whole other path here, but uh no. Um uh, I forget what I was talking
1: We were talking about, about the characters. We were talking about the no,
2: characters. But they pulled me up. That I think I told this story before briefly that I got pulled up to be Uncle Scrooge. Um and they told me I was supposed to scream. And legend persists to this day that I sounded like a screaming little girl. I died don't think that was fair, but that's apparently what I sounded I've like.
1: I've heard you scream and I can I don't even need to be there to know that that's what you not, sounded not,
2: like. Not totally inaccurate though. Correct. But it was but that's that's part of the fun too is when you get to be involved and and uh it it can be embarrassing but it's a lot of fun and you get, you get to let it out, let it loose. Let that a- And shrink. that's the
1: thing. And and the characters <laughs> allow you to be again, we're not passive observers. Yeah. Uh, at, at these attractions and shows, we are very much interactive participants, and that's what these roaming uh, characters and, and citizens uh, allow you to do. I
2: love it. So did we kind of count that as yours? We, you go ahead with another one.
1: Yeah, I, that wasn't on my list. I just wanted to include her in, in, yeah. in the in the conversation.
2: And you just took mine and took three times long to talk about than I did. That's okay. fine. Um, but we do.
1: So for my next one, you know, I'm I'm in between. There are really sort of three more that were all sort of teetering and competing for the number two spot. And maybe I'll stay along the same lines in the same way I was thinking in terms of the Country Bears, in terms of nostalgia. And it's less of a Disney nostalgia than it is a childhood nostalgia. Nostalgia, because like Country Bear Jamboree, my next attraction on my list that I think has multiple funny moments and is it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. <laughs> you know where that's from, right? Yes. Where?
2: Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Don't say it a third time, because you know what happens next. Yeah, Very I good. Saw, I ju- I ju- actually just saw that. So, hey, I get it. Go. That's like the first time I got one right. I'm proud of you. So, I love Michael Keaton. Uh, yeah,
1: he's Batman. He's, he's Beetlejuice. He now he's be Vulture. Vulture. Who? Vulture. Yeah. Spider-Man: right, Homecoming. Whatever. Who? Stop. Our friendship is teetering on the line. It's we're it's already. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Again, it's a childhood favorite because it's something that I grew up with. So when this attraction opened, I loved it, and I will tell you that I am I am somewhat surprised yet yet optimistic that we'll even see more of this coming into the parks. It's already starting to change. Uh, I'm going to go over to Disney's Hollywood Star Wars Studios Mm. and Jim Henson's Muppet Vision 3D. I think some of the funniest, again, we're talking about funny attraction moments, some of the funniest lines and even sight gags that you're going to see can be found not just in the attraction but in the show, it's in the in the pre-show itself. Like and again, these are one of the this is one of the attractions that we can all start rattling off. You know, some of the different a, a salute to all nations, but also America. Ratchmat, Besides, they're tourists. What do they know?
2: I have a favorite visual gag. You got a minute and a half. What? And net full of jello. Right. I, I'm
1: surprised you even caught That's- that one. That's
2: the only one I remember. I wonder but... how many
1: people know, who like, how many kids get that because they don't know or their parents are laughing. I don't they...
2: know. Actually, that brings me to a funny point, which I hope I remember in a few minutes because I want to talk about it. But continue. So so if I <laughs> asked you, what
1: is your favorite line just off the top of your head from Muppet Vision 3D? Oh, gosh.
2: I salute to all you. nations,
1: but mostly America?
2: Yeah, that one. <laughs> no, nah, the old guys up in the balcony. The
1: old guys up. We yeah, entered a well, contest. Well, we that, lost. That
2: is yeah, that that's good.
1: Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> that's we cool. invited some of the most distinguished scientists to come and work here. Unfortunately, none of them showed up.
2: Yeah, that one.
1: Listen, the hits just keep on coming. I could do this all day.
2: <laughs> this is I a very you do, I want I want you to do these in character, though.
1: Wish they moved to Pittsburgh. That's there. That's, you that's, go. <laughs> But I do. I I love it. And I think this calls back to a a child, you know, forget watching the the Muppets on Sesame Street. But growing up, you know, I I guess I think it was Saturday night uh, when the Muppet show was on CBS. And it was one of those things that it was a show that the kids could enjoy as much alone as I could with the it was a a show that the family could watch together because sometimes there were a few of those jokes even like in Muppet Vision that just sort of fly over the head not just for short people like me but some of the kids as well but are still funny and yes I did say cheap 3d tricks even though (laughs) it's like the country bears it's corny and campy and we know what's coming I still enjoy going and I still laugh at the jokes Even though I know that they're coming, you know, it's like having a favorite movie that you keep just going back to watch over and over again. You can recite it line by line, but you still like watching it. I think that's how I feel about Muppet Vision. And there is something maybe like Country Bear Jamboree and, and one of the other ones that's on my list that that's comforting about that. Right I think mm-hmm. there I think for a lot of us there's something very comforting about going to Walt Disney World right we have an expectation level we, we know what to expect and it 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 satisfies and it comforts us in a very particular and sometimes profound kind of way I think that what that's what muppet vision does maybe because we know the jokes already we know what to expect and we know we're going to have a good time and I think that's some of the reasons why we keep you know going back over and over again
2: this was one of those where I was as having a <clears throat> having a mix of which way I wanted to go. Whether it was funny moments like the ones you said, or the the sight gags and the jokes and the puns and the like. There, like the key under the mat, and you know the net full of gel, like we talked about, and. um I, I, I was pulled between the two, which way to go on that. And the, but the, and actually, I think that's actually the best example of that because you got the best of both worlds in one spot. Favorite Muppet. Uh, Ratso. <laughs> Am I um, – is that uh, – I, I, I wasn't aware there was a right and wrong answer to this question. Fozzie Bear. Is that all right? Can I say that? Wait, is she is your favorite? Is your favorite Muppet the
1: one whose name that you don't know? Is it? Or were you talking about Ratzo right. from Midnight Cowboy? Like who? What? My favorite. My Did you favorite. mean Rizzo the Rat?
2: Yeah, that's what I meant.
1: Ratchmat, they're tourists. What do you know?
2: <laughs> I'm the biggest Muppet guy in the world, and I comes Listen, all the hate. Let me help I you know. out.
1: The next time you get a question like that, just go with what you know. Just say Kermit the Frog. Like, there Kermit's you go.
2: My favorite Muppet so of you all time. So no, my favorite Muppet is Snuffleupagus. That's my favorite. <laughs> no, can I say my favorite Muppet Pepe is Peppy the King Braun What? Peppy the King Braun what? That whatever. Being, you Can I say Yoda? Is that a legitimate answer?
1: George Lucas is rolling over in his grave. Not that he's dead yet,
2: but he's not dead. <laughs> it was his fault, though.
1: Do you know how many times I watched the Muppet movie as a kid? One of these days, I'll tell you the story about the puppet At show that I did, more with, than I did with my puppet with my Muppet puppets that I put on. Ah, never mind. Oh, I've said too goodness. much already.
2: Wow! Did you make your own?
1: No, I had hand puppets. I had wow. uh Kermit, Miss Piggy, Fozzie, and
2: I had one more. Ratzo? No, it's from the Muppet movie. Rats. I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the 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 beaker guy.
1: No, 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 no. Well remember, I, I'm forty eight, so we're talking, you know, these are uh oh, this look. was this was a long time ago.
2: Cookie monster.
1: No. Stop it.
2: Ernie Bert. That's what do you want from me? My my big question is: Do you still have them? I wish I did. Maybe my mom does in storage. My mom
1: still has a lot of my stuff in storage, including my original twelve mail-away Star Wars action figures from 1977, mint in package.
2: Get out! You get out! I kid
1: you not for reals. Why are
2: we talking? Why are you not in a? They are hermetically sealed. sealed. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay,
1: let's move on, okay? Go ahead, Peppy.
2: Yeah. Oh, is it my turn here? I, I will tell you I'm seriously going downhill after this because it led with my oh, Oh, this was up – before this you were going up, uphill? <laughs> well, I kind of learned I need to start at the top and go down lest you take uh, the – since I only ever have five, since you take one of the ones I got here. Let's see. Um, I, I I had a good go with me here. Can we – is a good time to pull that one out. <laughs> I thought these were all go with me, so just go ahead. Uh, let's see if I can articulate this about well, this. Um, how do I say this? funny.
1: Funniest... I love you because you always make these interesting.
2: <laughs> I it's it's a it's a uh, guest cast member interaction guest thing here's what i'm getting at so as a guest as a frequent guest like yourself and i've heard you do this and i do this myself several times i've heard several jokes and gags developed over the years told over and again that guests have pretty much come up with on their own and and if you go enough times, you'll hear them over and over again. If you go to the parks with Lou Mangiello, you'll hear them every ten minutes. But it's I don't know if I'm saying this stuff, things like and I and I must confess, I am guilty of this, and I think it's hilarious every time. I don't think the people next to me do, but when I'm on like Soren, and the person sitting next to me, and I can see their little nerves, and they turn to me and go, "Have you ever been on this before?" And I tell them, oh, yeah, it's no problem at all. You don't even notice when you go upside down to three times or go through the ring of fire. And it gets a laugh. And I've heard you say it. You said it to me many times. Um, That's an example. I've heard people uh, in the old version of Soren where they would have a gag where they would have a golf ball in their hand and would kind of fake catch it and then show their kids, hey, look, I got it, that kind of thing. So – so i hope i'm articulating this well but it's it's the the laughs that we create on our own as guests as we interact with the cast members and the actual attractions and our fellow guests as we walk around the park and um again there's, there's some jokes we all kind of tell over and over again it's fun telling them to people who've never heard them before jokes isn't even the right word i'm saying i guess it's uh you know what it is? It's when we say it to someone else or we try and get the joke, we feel like we're part of the Disney magic and sharing it with them too. If, it, if I'm making sense, that makes sense, right? You know what, Tim? It, uh, you know you what make no it? sense at all,
1: but I get it. Do you I know, get it? I do get it. And I think that there's at this, least one of the two people that are still listening that probably get that too.
2: Yeah, I'm. Some I've of the funniest part part moments
1: – some of the funniest moments – are not scripted they're not part of the show they don't come from the cast members they come from us they yes. come from us because again of what i think happens to us as when we step foot on property when we walk through that portal as so many of our defenses and insecurities are down we don't mind being goofy and funny and laughing at things that might not we might not laugh at otherwise were we somewhere else But they're funny there because of where we are and because of who we were with and because we just – we're there because we want to have a good time. So the corny, stupid, ridiculous jokes that we say over and over again, we still smile or laugh or roll our eyes at because that's why we're there, right? We're there to laugh. I said at the very beginning, we're there to have a good time. So as insane as you are, man, I get it.
2: I get it. I, I feel like I said it much better than you did, but that's okay. <laughs> there I was.
1: I was trying to help you.
2: Forget it. No, next you didn't. No. You... You, you, you summed it up absolutely Forget perfectly. Forget it. You that's go exactly tread water next meant. time. That's exactly what I meant. So Listen,
1: as, as inarticulate as a description as it was, I think people who are listening will understand what you mean.
2: Hey, it was sort of articulate. <laughs> Come on. You got it. That's a good test. I did get it,
1: or or whatever you have is contagious, and I've just caught oh, it after yeah. a decade. So, okay. uh, I will go up, slightly. I will go slightly less obscure, and <laughs> maybe to an attraction that you don't normally think of as funny, but I think this attraction has many funny <laughs> attraction moments. I think there are some very funny lines in this attraction which, again, has zero cast member interaction for the most part, Um, completely automated, and is one of, if not the oldest and longest running, with very few changes in it, attractions in any Disney park. And it goes back to Walt himself. Do you have any idea where I'm going?
2: Trying to figure out how the mad tea cups are funny, and I'm not piecing <laughs> it together, so keep going. Let's see. Evidently, I, I hit the wrong one. But
1: uh. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's not. That is not. Uh, you know, I was reading about a fellow named Tom Edison who's working on an idea for snap on electric lights. Okay. I think the Carousel of Progress. I know where you're going. We're some of going the...
2: Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. that's where Listen. we're going.
1: You got paint all over my rump, or er, rumpus room. This <laughs> I think that the Carousel of Progress, and maybe it's a sign of my age. Again, maybe it's nostalgia. I think the Carousel of Progress, again, even though I know the lines that are coming, uh, I still think it's funny. I, I love the way Father breaks the wall, the fourth wall, and talks to us. I, I think there's a lot of funny one-liners, that are in there and even if you may have seen the show a thousand times if you really sort of pay attention to some of the lines there are some that I think that are very very funny in there and I I don't think Carousel Progress is normally one that is billed or looked at as you know a a comedy attraction Mm -hmm. is it a must do for you every time you go
2: absolutely
1: are you now? Answer honestly. Are you going no, for I, no, the air conditioning? It, are you going I, for uh, the nap, or are you going because you like?
2: No, I don't like, interrupt while Sarah's uh, well, interrupting. Actually, you know, this is really neat that you said that because, <clears throat> and I'll say it is a must-do for me. If if uh, I'm there and it happens to be operating, um, now I love it. Um, but to me, I always loved it, and this is a whole other show. And we talked to this. For the uh, nostalgia, the connection to Walt Disney, uh, you know, putting me back in time into that era, um, that whole thing, and that's why I love it so much. And and we we've talked about Carousel of Progress so many times. I know, and I love the the Christmas room, and we always go back and forth on what they should do with the TV and all that kind of stuff. But you you saying that you've I've I guess I've known that all along. That th- there's been funny moments and lines in it, but I—I I guess I never really connected the dots till you said that. Kudos hey, to you, my friend. Thank you, and I, that's what I'm hoping to do. I hope I want people to sort of, you know, th- and look, now I'm going to appreciate that. Well, now, you- now, when I walk around saying no privacy at all in this, <laughs> now I, well, I'll really get into it. And I are- love the fact that you did that. I almost did yeah, it, but you beat I, me to I, the punch. But
1: like we laugh at lines. The thing is, we're laughing at some lines that are funny and some lines that are just not meant to be funny. We laugh because, of you know, by the way, we have indoor plumbing now. It's gonna be really great on cold nights. It's funny to us because we can't and our kids can't imagine. What that was like in in the twenties? Wow! And, you know, uh, the refrigerator holds more than just ice cubes now, an automatic dishwasher. Things that we take for granted. You know how long it takes to get from you know New York to Los Angeles or whatever it is. Right. However many days. Of
2: you know, the the dishwasher. You know, you say, kids. I I'm just gonna. This you might not work you in the this- lug. <laughs> oh, wait! Do that again.
1: No, that was my Tim. That was my Tim Foster impression.
2: Oh, that was good. Um. <laughs> No, there's – and it's uh, kind of this is the exact uh, references escaping me now. But there's a scene in – I forget which room it's in. I don't know if it's one where he, he blows all the lights out or something. Um, uh, there's – outside the window, you can see the store across the street mm-hmm. of a restaurant. And it's um, – man, it's really escaping me. My point of this, though, is that it's um, – uh, reminds me of a line from Seinfeld from one of their episodes. And I'm sure it's purely, well, it had to be purely coincidental because the attraction was made long before the, the show was made. But you spoke of kids, little kids laughing at, um, like some attractions have jokes that they get, they're meant for them. And then there's jokes that kind of are meant for the adults. Not, you know, they're right. not terrible or anything, but, um, I always am fascinated when kids think it's – they're laughing at something that's – they think it's funny, but they don't know why it's funny. And I'm really going off on a tangent here, and it's more of a Seinfeld thing, but she made me think of that. Like my daughter and – I'll just go all the way with that. I'm watching Seinfeld. My daughter will watch something uh, referencing like the JFK movie or something, and she'll think it's (laughs) hilarious. She quotes it all the time. and to the left. And I asked her, yeah, and I asked her one day, I said, do you know why this is funny? And she said, mm, no, actually. And I explained <laughs> the whole thing to her. And I'm, I'm in, I am I'm, know in Disney throughout, there's a lot of instances like that. Um, and I, I wish I had thought of this five minutes earlier so I could think of an example. But I'm sure we can come up with many things that kids, they're funny too, kids but they don't know. Why. They're also funny on a whole other level. Us right, and we right. get it, but they get it. But like it's a pop culture reference from the '70s or something that the kids don't understand, but it's still funny to them. So it's it's neat in that um, it's funny for everyone on different levels, which which you touched on and like like Carousel, progress, and some other things. So. But. Yeah, Kenny yeah. Rogers
1: isn't just a chicken place. He was actually an entertainer in the eighties.
2: I yeah, well, you know, and I I doubt my daughter knows that, but that's the funniest episode of them all. But Woman. um, uh, things like uh, I don't know, like things like that like, you don't understand. Well, no, I, I'm going to come back to this one later because I'm going to hold on to this one. But um, never mind. So well, I think it's your turn. So oh, good. All right, then I'll go with this because um, <clears throat> I had. this is another really, really please go with me here on this one, but, um, there is an attraction I was thinking of and it's not, this was more when I was getting pulled between, am I talking about a belly guffaw laugh kind of thing or the clever references and inside jokes. And on that side of the equation, I was actually thinking of spaceship Earth, which I know everybody said spaceship Earth isn't funny. What are you talking about but um, i but it is filled it's it's not filled with a lot of jokes and gags, but there are a few in there, and they are clever um the couple that come to mind immediately are the are the the mouse trap game and the scene with the men landing on the moon um And the Fleetwood Mac poster on the room of the personal computer because he's making a Mac, ha, ha, ha. Which, again, most people probably don't even notice it or understand it, but they're there. Um, But I will confess, the reason I'm putting Spaceship Earth on the list is because the funniest uh, moment that I ever had and continue to have with Spaceship Earth is to still confound you with the fact by insisting that the Phoenicians really did invent the alphabet, and I can't understand for a moment why you don't believe that that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> and while I'm at it,
1: <laughs> so I'm, you, pre- you preface certain things with "Go with me here," and you didn't preface "Spaceship Earth" is one of the funniest attractions <laughs> with a "Go with me."
2: Say it was funny. I said this. This was on the other side of the coin of. Having a couple get—I ga- just wanted to throw the Phoenician thing out at you again because I just like <laughs> goosing you. With that. But I am—I am going to—I am going gonna, gonna to steal your thunder. Well, you always do this to me. I'm doing a two for one because I'm going to throw another joke or a attraction there that you normally don't think is funny, but soaring around the world, which is spectacular. But you can no longer do the golf ball gag with kids, by the way. um The only little part of this I want to mention in relation to this show is when I first saw it not too long ago, I wasn't sure. I was hoping, but my favorite part – well, it's not my favorite part of the show, but one of my favorite things about the show is the safety spiel at the beginning by Patrick And I'm so – was so, so, so happy that it's still there, and I still – I. I laugh out loud still when he asks you to stow all your belongings beneath your seat, and including these little babies here, or whatever he says, and babies. you have them. And I still, I I still laugh at that, and I'm glad they didn't change it. I'm glad it's still there. Um, I love the rest of the attraction, but I was I was a little worried going in that they were going to change that spiel and give it to someone else and make it. No, it's funny, but um, that, to me, that's a joke. It never gets old. I love, and he just—he's just a—he's just like the funniest. He's just the funniest guy. I, and
1: I what I love uh, is how you tied it back to what you were babbling, uh, talking about beforehand babbling. with Seinfeld. He's putty.
2: Yeah, I know. Uh, you see,
1: it's 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 everywhere. It comes all full circle.
2: That's a whole other show we kind of morphed into, but. <clears throat>
1: And, you know, he was born in Patterson, New Jersey. He's a Jersey boy. Yes, he was. He's a Jersey guy. Get out. And, all right, let's let's let's, see how well you know your putty. Okay. What? David. You you better get this. This is easy. Uh, This is the softest ball I'm going to throw
2: you. All right. What
1: Disney feature animation film did he have a voiceover actor role in?
2: The most underrated Disney film of all time. Meet in the Robinsons. My book, no, not Meet the, the Robinsons. New Groove. Okay. He what
1: did Hulk. you think I was going to say? Well, I, you said one of the most underrated films of all time. I was going to say
2: Meet the Robinsons. Meet the well, that too, but but no, Emperor's New Groove. And I, I I do believe that that's a seriously underappreciated film. I love that movie, and he's hilarious. And and right, just right?
1: for a little bit of added information for you, in a um. He actually was a voice of a little green man in the Buzz Lightyear and Star Command TV Ooh. show. And and yeah, for those yeah. kids who aren't kids anymore who might remember Kim Possible,
2: he yes. was
1: Steve Barkin in Kim Possible. Wow. See that? See, it all comes around full circle. See. It wasn't Disney, it, it was back- also in B movie too, which I like.
2: <laughs> no, well, all right, we won't go into that. But. <laughs> I believe you're up there, I, I, and I will tell you
1: that the Soren Q specifically, put, because of David Putney, uh, Patrick Warburton was uh, was was on my honorable mention list. It didn't ah, quite make good, it to the. Uh, it didn't make, But I will tell you, Timmy Foster, yeah, that I uh, I will speak on behalf of anybody who might still be listening, who is saying, Mangello Foster. Like, I, you know, I, I don't but get I, it. There's
2: a big one loogie hanging out there. Really like,
1: talks. right. How are we not, the lowest hanging fruit, the 800-pound African elephant in the room, how yep. did we not mention the Jungle Cruise? Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was on my list. It was number one, two-ish behind it Country Bear. It was one on mine. Too. And I was waiting <laughs> for you. I'm like, well, it, it's Tim Foster. I got to leave the easy one for him. I was shocked that you didn't get to it. I, obviously, this is one that, I think for many people, is arguably number one. And the reason why is, and like many other things, and the reason why we keep coming back to Walt Disney World is because of the cast members. You can write a script and hear the same jokes over and over again. You can hear it in Country Bears. You can hear it in Calendar strike Progress. It's something else when it is delivered by a human being. And the Jungle Cruise, the Skipper's, are what give this such a high re-ridability factor? Look, you can have it's like going to a restaurant. You can have a make or break meal based on your server. You can have a make or break attraction based on your skipper. And I have had multiple, especially recently. I have had exceptional skippers, so much so that I wait until I get off the boat and then I go and I talk to either that skipper or I wait and ask to speak to their lead to tell them, hey, Jess, so-and-so was exceptional. I've been on yeah. this a thousand times. I, I laughed more than I have before. Everybody in the boat had a great time. The corny jokes that are in the script hold up over time, but so many of the the reasons why we love this attraction are the ones that the the skippers improvise and that they mm-hmm. slip in there, and I think that there are some of our favorite jokes, there are classic jokes, there are new ones, there are seasonal ones with the Jingle Cruise, um, but those, the reason why we go is not necessarily to hear Backside of Water over and over again, but maybe some of the little differences, and even the differences not just in the scripting, but in the delivery, and this is an attraction that I think really showcases exceptional cast members, and I am. I will tell you Uh, I am appreciative and grateful for the effort of – I've seen cast members, Tim, and and look, even Great Movie Ride where you cannot go off script. I have seen cast members. Their delivery is such that they are giving a performance because they are actors. They are giving a performance as if it was their first time doing it or Walt himself was on that boat. Um, Look – they do, and they it's so self-deprecating. They talk about how they do it over and over and over again every single day. It does get have to get mundane. It does have to get repetitive, but they don't. The exceptional cast members, the exceptional skippers, don't ever let you think or feel that way. They deliver it like every guest, because they are, is the most important one because. It is. That might be our first ride. That might be our last ride. They want to make it memorable. And I applaud and I make sure I recognize to to the people above them, the cast members and the skippers that do make the attraction so funny and so appealing, not just for adults, but kids as well. And, and as a performer, that's a tough line to, to straddle sometimes is to make it something that's going to be funny to both kids and adults.
2: Oh, yeah, you touched on the one. Part of it that I always found fascinating was that, um, to, and this goes for uh, cast murmurs all over the parks and in the resorts and everywhere. Whether you're, um, uh, you know, whether you, you're supposed meant to participate in the experience, like your Jungle Cruise skipper, or your uh, your server at a restaurant, or just somebody helping you sell a balloon, just how everybody is on all the time. And the thing I always that I find fascinating about the Jungle Cruise and similar attractions is just what you said. I, I realized this person doing this has been doing this, you know... All day, every day. All day or, you know, or for months or whatever, or, you know, however long it is. And the fact that they can still make it fresh and funny each time is is astounding um and again and you're right when you get sometimes you get that really really sp- special hilarious really into a cast member and they're really great i remember one time that we got on and we started out and it was at it was at night so i don't it, he might have been on there for quite a long time and he started out just so deadpan and straightforward and you know, look over there, that rock's made of limestone, most people take book for granted, you know. But, and I was thinking, oh boy, well, this is going to be a great one. By the time we got done, he was hilarious, because he actually, that was his shtick, I guess, deadpanning his way through stuff. And by the time we got around, and you kind of caught on to what he was doing, and it was hilarious. And and um he was improvising a lot of his own stuff, uh, that you mentioned like staying things like like you went to dance school and flunked out and this is what happens to you end up on the boat you know things like that and um it's um i'm just amazed at how they can keep it going over and over each time like you said and um i will ask you though do you have a favorite jungle cruise joke i,
1: I have i have me- you know there there are it's one of those things that you think about like Muppet Vision or you think about Carousel Brothers, you think about some of the lines that we're we're used to hearing. We know that they're coming. Again, a a lot of it comes through on the delivery, but I I think my favorite lines are the ones that are sometimes, they slightly vary off the script a little bit. You know, not not in anything that's inappropriate, but just a slight enough, deviation and i think a lot of those times they come um as you are uh, pulling away from the dock or approaching the dock to disembark um you know they might slip something in like oh we're out of here like a bad la football team (laughs) it's like it's (laughs) something that might be even you know timely or relevant or might appeal to a a crowd or they'll recognize maybe a shirt that somebody's wearing so that's where i i think the the um the, the cast members really come through and they, and they really shine. So I think we have some of our, you know, favorite jokes that that are always slightly variated from what somebody else might hear. You know, Backside of Water is going to be Backside of Water, but the delivery of that and some of the other lines is, is really what makes the Jungle Cruise is such, a, such a special and, I think, unique attraction.
2: Well, it's funny. There's one I like, and again, I don't know if... Um, younger people <laughs> get it. I'm not, I'm not even sure I get it. the whole, um, now we're approaching the beautiful Schweitzer falls named for the famous African explorer, Dr. Albert falls. Um, I always like that one, but, um, I, I was happy to see last time I was down there. Um, and that's kind of a staple. That's pretty much in the script every time you go around. But, um, Wandering, and I—you have to promise to take me here to eat one day. But wandering into the jungle, navigation, skipper canteen restaurant, just to see what it looked like on the inside, I was um, overjoyed. Might be overstating it, but I—I I, I was happy to see there was a sign inside, in the waiting area. the adventureland chamber of commerce for the businesswoman of the year alberta falls which was a nice nod to its companion attraction across the way and um again this isn't quite what we're talking about like the laughs and hilarity and all that but those just those clever inside jokes and especially how it's not just in one attraction but they kind of relate like all around the park you could see different attractions reference different places like here and and I thought that was pretty cool. So I just want to mention that because I, I just saw that. I thought it was
1: the coolest thing in the world. So First of all, I love Skipper Canteen, and I'm more than happy to let you take me there <clears throat> next time you uh... – uh, That's
2: not the way I phrased it, but that's – okay.
1: And the other, the other thing too is – I just want to quickly mention is like so many of the other attractions, the, the guest – the way that the cast members interact with guests too – allow that to be funny and sometimes it's the guests themselves that help to make it funny the way the guests respond to the to the interactions with the cast members look sometimes it's as simple as when you're leaving and say hey if you like the tour uh you know my name is tim if you didn't like it my name is lou and then as everybody's getting off the boat they go bye lou you know so it it, they had there's there's ways that it's a lot funnier (laughs) when you actually hear it on the boat but there are some of the ways that they'll interact with adults or kids and uh, and again, it, it really goes to the cast members themselves. So, all right, I, I think we hit um, a lot of the big ones. I, I want to just very very quickly mention some.
2: I have a cu- I have a couple honorable mentions if I can sneak them in. I, that's what I want to do. Before, I want to hit before some honorable you mentions. you your 23. You
1: in. sneak your 17 in first.
2: Well, I don't have that many. I had a few. I had a few. Um, the imagination ride always makes me. Sad. chuckle because of the puns <laughs> that are inside not sad but well um at which we've talked about many many times the dean finder door the the thing i always like that i don't think most people notice because it's hard to see is the um whiteboard as you go into the uh sight room and it has all the mass scribbling on it and at one corner there's this huge uh, uh Seemingly imperceptible equation, but if you look at it, it, it actually says E equals M C squared, C being S C E as in with your eyesight, which I thought was when I got the joke, I went, Oh, I that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> 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 so um um I what was another one I was gonna say? Um the I, I might make I hope I don't sadden you with this one, but um a nostalgic one. Was the magic of Disney animation, yes, anime
3: yes. Film. yes, yes,
2: yes, yes. And you know, I'm going to leave that to you to wax poetically on because I know it meant a lot to you. No, no, no. You don't so have to. I'm
1: not. I mean, I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna break well, that you, into yeah, tears. I,
2: you have more memories of it than I do. I, I saw it a few times, and I and I loved it. But I know we've talked about this before, and I know you absolutely love that. Love that film, and it was there. Um, the other attraction. The other thing I was going to mention was in World Showcase how over time um, a – along with the introduction of Disney characters here and there, and I still haven't <laughs> been able to get on that Frozen ride because I'm not waiting 140 minutes. But You know, they have um, a new thing called Fast Pass. I'll, I'll, we'll talk I about this offline. Well, unless you wake up at 12.01 six months ahead <laughs> of time, I can't get one. Please, so. please. I was waiting for you to take me on. But the fact that uh, we're introducing a little Disney in there over the years and have also introduced a little humor over the years in different pavilions. Um, My particular favorite is Canada. And um, it used to be one of those I would kind of skip over going in to see the movie. But now I've kind of put it on almost on my must-do's to go see. Because it's um, of all the pavilions in the World Showcase – that's the one that really goes for the funny and the laughs, and and I do think it's I've seen heard the jokes over and over again, but I still think it's funny when uh, you know snow's blowing in the beginning and the, Canada it snows every day of the year and it's always forty below and Martin Short comes stop 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 and you know I want you to hear Canada from someone who's been there from someone who's raised there. No, Celine Dion is not. There. You know <laughs> all those jokes and the whole if you want to see the real thing. Hang a left at the big silver ball and head due north. All that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's it's just funny because ordinarily World Showcase is what it is. You know, it's a place to experience new cultures and see new things and stuff. But I like that little bit of humor is introduced here and there. And, and I guess Canada is kind of the king of the mountain in that regard right now. But um, that's one of my favorite spots in World Showcase. Get a get a chuckle or two. And I don't think I think i ran out of uh honorable mentions there so <laughs> right, my friend
1: i have um i have very few um in in the my extinct category magic of disney animation was definitely in there um i, I think uh mushu um who is Ooh. actually what yes
2: no y- i yes matt that's that's where i thought you were going um it's it's know, not about robin williams walter concrete that that segment Oh, I was. well, yeah,
1: I forgot about that one too. I didn't even go oh, that far
2: back. yeah, I thought, well, see, we're talking about two different things there.
1: See name's Robin, but you can call me Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> I was so. thinking more recently, um because it's it's a relatively recent extinction, um, is the 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 segment with <clears throat> Mulan. He sounds a lot like Eddie Murphy. It's actually Mark Mosley um, who does. He did like Mulan too. A lot. He's very like. There are some really funny lines. And again, there's a couple of them that just sort of <clears throat> teetered over the heads of kids. He's like, I know where I came yeah. from. It's easy when a mama dragon and a papa dragon <laughs> like so. <laughs> then, you know, and it, it obviously stops there. But um, magic at Disney Animation, yeah. that part, and obviously the the Robert Williams Wal- Walter Cronkite. Um, you know, something else that was was kind of on my list, too, is, again, and you can't necessarily point to a specific moment, per se, or a, a script line, although there are some that are used in a bell, is 50s Primetime Cafe. Again, hmm. you get the right server, you get the right guest, you get the right types, types of interactions. That is as much of a show and an attraction as it is an oh-so-delicious fried chicken and meatloaf meal um and i think that is one of the attractors to 50s primetime cafe is the show it is the cast member interaction that you're going to get there and so much of that is improvised and again i applaud the cast members that work there um again you get the right cast member you get the right guest you get the right kind of interactions you could really have a very very funny um memorable
2: meal if I may jump in here. You just did, so please continue. I did. No, you reminded me of one. I am so ashamed of myself that I didn't put this number one on my list. And f- my family, please forgive me, but you reminded me. The Whispering Canyon. Yes. Yep. At the Wilderness Slide, That sa- same idea. The, right. the, the meal is uh, – food's wonderful, but it's almost secondary to the to the show to the it's not even a show to the to the uh, to your uh, servers and how everybody interacts with you. Get a big iced tea. I've got little iced teas and little tiny one-inch mason jars, and um, I, I I might I could get like a salad or something, but. It ordinarily won't require it, but I still want to ask for that bottle of ketchup because I want to hear everybody get up and give them that bottle of ketchup and see the kids roll around on their or ride around on their uh, doing the horse races. And uh, I hear do tell of at one point there was few fine gentlemen who had to get up and sing I'm a little teacup in front of everybody, but um, we won't mention
1: that. <laughs> I don't. Know. I know not of what you speak
2: there's videos of it. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about us. So, but is there that video? was fun.
1: Though, wasn't there's it? video of
2: us. Oh, there on the on the there are dark recesses <laughs> of the internet for <laughs> the name. Stop
1: it! Stop you said <laughs> too much. Over. I'm going to quickly move on to the rest of my uh, to the <clears throat> obviously the rest of my list. Um, I think um I I think one that is. For a lot of people, they think about it as either, and they shouldn't, uh, a nap ride, a way to escape the heat, um, a, a way to let your kids take a nap if they're starting to melt down, something that's maybe educational more than it is entertaining. But I challenge you, Ellen's Energy Adventure... Oh, my God. has okay. so many quips and one-liners. The Big Bang? The piggy bank? No, the Big Bang. The Ding Dang? No, the, the Big Bang. We, I use
2: that every day. And, like, one of those, I don't know where it came from. I mean, I no, know where I, it came I didn't, from. I didn't, say
1: it every, I didn't say to use it every day. I, like, it's funny in well, context.
2: I, 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 <laughs> and the Seinfeld connection we keep bringing up. Yes. Once again, it's head. Kramer. And, yeah. The but caveman. I think, that, that, that's a, I think that's the
1: funniest scene in the whole movie. So I think there are a lot in- of um there are a lot of funny moments. There's a lot of funny one liners in there, um, you know, peppered throughout the educational stuff. And I don't think and I, I think it should have almost been hireless because you don't think of Ellen's energy adventure as a, a, a funny attraction especially you know pro, especially before you probably ride it but it really is and that that's all obviously in the script writers and Ellen and, and Bill I and some of the celebrity cameos that are in there uh, but if you go in there with the right mindset it is actually a very funny attraction it is a couple of other extinct ones uh the alien encounter pre-show again Funny. Uh, oh. I love me some Tim Curry. I love Tim, and Timekeeper uh, again. You have Robin Williams. Um, you've got so there's a lot of there were a lot of funny individual moments in there too, and I even think and these are very very small. Uh, they're very individual. Sometimes they're funny moments that are not articulated. They're not spoken. That cast members make often on attractions that are not billed as funny, but sometimes you get the right Haunted Mansion bellhop, or you get uh, you, uh, you, the mm. Haunted Mansion um, butler, or a bellhop in Tower of Terror as your door closes. They sometimes can do some things to add a little bit of levity, sometimes in the way they... Emote sometimes in the things that they say, but I've had it happen on more than one occasion, and again, it goes back, and I applaud the cast members that do that, that take some of those non-funny attractions and insert funny attraction moments, which is exactly what we're talking about.
2: Yeah, I, I remember it's being a cast Every time we talk about this, I can think of so many other examples of cast members doing funny or... Uh, being part of the show and adding to it. And, um, I remember well, a good friend of ours, Jessica, hopefully she's listening, but she, um, she would, uh, work to our story, Midway mania for a, a, quite a while. And one of her things was if she saw somebody come like a child, come up that had uh, my first visit button, like she'd go up to him and go through this whole, Oh, new toys and go through a whole spiel with them. Um, and again, she didn't have to. That wasn't in her script. That wasn't something she had to do. But, um, but it just it, that it, it made that connection between the, the cast member, the guest, and all experience. And um, there's just so many examples of that. That's a show. That's a show right there. I feel like we did that once before. But, <laughs> um, but yeah. So. Uh, so look, I listen. Really I agree.
1: And, and look, there are even more that I have on my list. I'm going to leave them off. Because I want to hear from you. I'm not pointing to you, Tim. I'm pointing to the other person that's oh. listening to us. I want to hear from you, my friend, the listener. Listening? What is your favorite? funny Walt Disney World attraction moment. Look, I'd love for you to go to the show notes over at www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, leave them there. I'd even love it more if you went to facebook.com slash www.radio, left your favorite attraction moment there. But you know what I would really love more than anything? Other than a handshake and a hug, I would love for you to call 407-900-9391 and leave a voicemail for the show. I'll play it on the air. I want to hear you give and deliver your favorite funny Walt Disney World attraction moment. Again, it's 407-900-9391. Nine one, uh, what is brain power, Alex? No, when you're done with that, then <laughs> I want you to please go over. Unless you're in the car, then wait till you get home. Well, the, get home. Then go to celebrationspress.com. Uh, you can subscribe to Celebrations Magazine. You can order back issues. There's all kinds of special editions going on over there. It's a, it is a cavalcade <laughs> of fun at Celebrations Press.
2: It is a cavalcade. Disney After Dark. The book is out. It's available.
1: It's in my garage. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> can we, can we come pick it up from your garage? Is it just to, to, to save on shipping?
2: Uh, sure. Say hello. <laughs> I'll give you a bottle of water. But um, <laughs> no, we have that there. I, as Christmas rolls on, we're going to throw more specials out there. I might even ask my friend Lou Mangiello there to pass on a few to your special listeners. So. Maybe we um, can
1: uh, – maybe we'll give one – you know what? Why don't we give one away? There you minute. go. I'm going to put you on the Done. spot. Why don't we give one away this week as a contest prize for the trivia contest?
2: Do you have a trivia contest?
1: <laughs> so I do a podcast about Disney World. Um, you do? Really? Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: I thought we were just talking on the phone. No. <laughs> I'm going to update Andy here. Listen, not only will you get – the Disney After Dark book, which you just re- just came out. How about Halloween Hauntings, the collector's book, and our second Christmas Memories edition book as well. That's three books. I'll put them on the table for you. So um,
1: I can tell you right now uh, I know exactly who's going to win the uh, trivia contest this week. It's me because you know how many <laughs> of those books I have? None. Uh-oh. 0 I'm like uh-huh. Ellen at the end mm-hmm. of Jeopardy I wrote down nothing I couldn't even mm-hmm. figure out how to work the little clicky thing I have mm-hmm. none of those books I yeah, thought
2: you kind of haven't gotten your check yet but <laughs> that's okay <laughs> Now I I, I, I I of course I got to send you I know you, I know, it's like- I know but yeah let's do that for everybody
1: <laughs> alright so according to Timmy Foster eventually someday in the mail you may get
2: a copy no, of Disney watch. After Dark no <laughs> for you you will Lou I'll get you when you want to get Disney you. After
1: <laughs> Dark, Halloween Hauntings and uh, Little Timmy's Merry Second Christmas Little Timmy's
2: Merry Second Christmas book I want to say special this won't mean anything to you I just want to say hello Brittany thank you for listening and-
1: She'll know what that means, but assuming Brittany's actually listening.
2: Uh, I was told that she does, and um, I believe we decided she was the one of the three people to do so. We owe her a special. Is shot, Brittany so. your
1: quote-unquote pen pal from Canada? Is that is that? No, <laughs> <laughs> Timmy Foster. I listen, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I you are a funny attraction moment every single time. We speak and get together. I am sincerely grateful for you uh, being on. Uh, you risked everything, but you W your score to $35,600, <laughs> which makes you, Timmy Foster, Wait, our
2: I'm new. I'm doing the Ellen dance right now. Can you put it on the. You're video? doing the
1: Ellen dance? I want to see. I want to see. Uh,
2: I, I want to see. Next that. time I'm down there. We'll video it, and, and I will I will do it. We should do all the dances. And, we you know, that's that idea. Forget it. Not, yeah.
1: Be sure to join us tomorrow as no. the Jeopardy Dream Sequence Week continues. <laughs> Time for our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details not just in what you see, but sometimes in what you hear. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via email or Betty at our online form for a chance to win a Disney Prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back review last week's and select our winner. So last week I was hungry. I'm Who am I kidding? I'm always hungry. So the question was about food. And 50's Primetime Cafe at Disney's Hollywood Studios is one of my favorite places for some really good home-style comfort food. Again, without all the family arguments. Sometimes. And at 50's Primetime Cafe, Mom uses some recipes from some family members. And your question was to tell me, whose recipe does Mom use for the O's, over very delicious and tender and juicy yes i'm still hungry golden fried chicken again thousands of you literally entered this one got this one correct you knew and shared some really neat stories by the way thank you so much that aunt liz makes the golden fried chicken with garlic mashed potatoes and the gravy and the vegetables anyway i took all correct entries really enjoyed some of the stories as well and last week's winner, randomly selected, gets the 102 Ways book, all seven of the virtual audio tours of the park, those are, by the way, available in the WDW Radio shop, the Magic Band cover, the stickers, the travel mug, and because it's the holiday season, I'm also going to send our winner a WDW Radio t-shirt. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is... Emilia Shea. So, Emilia, congratulations. You used the online form. I've got your shipping information. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So this week, it doesn't matter if you're hungry or not hungry. This is really more about how well you pay attention again to the details, sometimes in what you see this week and what you hear. Because tell me where in Walt Disney World have you heard the line that's our motto more 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 all I need to tell me is where in Walt Disney World you can or could have heard that line you can enter via email to contest at www.radio.com better yet go to this week's show notes over at www.radio.com click on this week's podcast use the form there You have until Sunday, December 18th at 11.59 p.m. to enter. You're playing again for the book, the tours, the Magic Band cover, the stickers. Yes, a hot and cold travel mug, and why not? I'll throw in a t-shirt as well, so put your size in the notes on the form. So good luck, and have fun. that's going to do it for this week's show thank you again so very much for sharing your time with me I know the holidays are a busy crazy time of the year so I appreciate you including me in your very busy day or evening thanks as always to some new and current and longtime members of the WW Radio Nation family we're coming up in February on two years of of having the nation together I want to thank people like Harold Kussler Patricia Jandris David Harrell Scott McLean James Connors Jeff Knoll, Smith Getterman, so many of you who have been with me and part of the nation either from day one or even recently in the last month or so. And if you want to not only help the show, but also get exclusive rewards every month like scavenger hunts, lots of fun in the private Facebook group, personalized magic band covers, logo gear, t shirts, monthly care packages from Walt Disney World exclusive live video group calls every month and more you can visit wdw slash support and don't forget that a portion of your proceeds will go to the dream team project to benefit the make a wish foundation of america all right a couple of quick announcements again i know you're busy so i'll make it fast don't forget that in addition to, sh- to the show please check out the blog we have an amazing team of blog writers really talking about disney from so many different angles Subscribe to our free email newsletter. got some cool stuff coming up in the next few months exclusive to the newsletter. Check out the videos, and also please join me every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WW Radio live over on Facebook at facebook.com slash Radio. Please like the page over there as well. Again, working on some things that I'm going to announce just after the first of the year over for Facebook. You can also connect with me on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. I am at Lou Mancello. If you have a question for the show you want me to answer on the air, you can email me, Lou at www.com. Or if you want to answer this week's question of the week or have a question you want me to answer on the air, you can call 407 900 9391 and leave me a voicemail. I'll play on the air. Of course, you know, I love connecting with you online. Better yet, I like meeting you, shaking your hand, giving you a hug in person. That is why we do not only monthly meetups in the parks, but lots of events uh, on the road, at sea, and overseas, as it were. Our next Meet of the Month is, as always, going to be Marathon Weekend, Saturday, December 7th, over at the Tomorrowland Terrace, usually around 1 p.m. Watch Facebook for the exact time and location. Other events coming up, please, I'd love for you to join us June 25th through the 30th for our double dip Disney cruise on the Dream to Castaway Key. Five nights, two stops at Castaway Key. To find out more, visit the events page or visit www.radio.com slash 2017 cruise. We have another big event coming up summer 2017, something maybe in the fall. Alaska 2018 on the Disney wonder. I'll have information about that coming up soon. I'll also be having other meetups and events, not in Walt Disney World, but on the road as I travel to speak at schools and businesses, so watch out for that. Also, if I can maybe help you either by coming to speak to your business or school or work with you and maybe help you turn what you love into what you do every day, please visit Lumonjello.com. Find out about some of the different ways we are gonna we can work together. I am going to be forming a new weekly mastermind group beginning January 2017. Visit the website for more information or email me lou at to find out more. Thanks as always to Becky Menken from Mouse Fan Travel and the entire team that not only helps to make my vacation special, but will do the same for you all at no cost to you over at mousefantravel.com. And of course, little Timmy talked about going to celebrationspress.com and checking out the magazine there. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, you continue to show and prove that to me in so many ways every single day. And I am so grateful to and for you for that. But if you like the show, and hopefully that you do, All I ask in return is that you please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Share a link to this or your favorite episode with your friends or in your favorite group or page over on Facebook. And please take just a minute to rate and review the show over on iTunes. You can visit www.radio.com slash iTunes to find out how to do it and get a direct link to the show. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Josh D., who says, this is the best Disney podcast. Love the show, been listening for years, and he loves how I make you feel like you were a friend, even if we have never met. Josh, you have it exactly right because it is true, and it's how I feel. JTK039 says, couldn't be happier. Lou and his guests do a fantastic job. I'll be Disney magic on those of us who crave it in between visits. I've learned so much and have been entertained thoroughly since discovering the show about a year and a half ago. Here's to many more years of success, Lou. Uh, JTK, it comes from you. You allow and empower me and enable me to do this and share my passion for Disney with you. So thanks to you and you who is taking the time to listen again this week and if i can somehow help you get from where you are to where you want to be please let me know how i can do it or you can visit loomangelo.com and see some of the different ways i can help you and remember if you want something that you don't have you need to start change what you're doing now right The first of the year is coming. We all look for resolutions and goals. It's a great opportunity to turn the page and start down a new path and maybe a path that you've wanted to start down for a long time. So get through the holidays and then take those first steps and always keep moving forward. I hope that you have your best week ever, but I hope that as good as this week might be, it still might not be the best because that is still yet to come. Have a great week, everybody. See ya.
3: Hi, Lou. It's Courtney from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Just calling to say that I'm driving home and I just finished your History of Christmas at Walt Disney World podcast with Jim Corcus, and I just wanted to let you guys know that I really enjoyed it. I love the facts. I love the history. Just awesome job. Um, I also wanted to mention a couple of Christmas slash holiday memories that I have at the Disney parks. Uh, we're going to start in uh, 2001. My brother's high school marching band was selected to march in the Rose Bowl Parade on New Year's Day. And on New Year's Eve, we, um, a bunch of people from the band and the chaperones went to Disneyland. And I don't remember if it was the entire band or just my brother's section because he was in the drum corps. He played quads. Um, he was able to march in the Disneyland parade on New Year's Eve. So I thought that was, that was really fun. Also, that was the first year, I believe, that the Haunted Mansion over, or the overlay for Nightmare for Christmas um debuted and i got to see the outside but not the inside so maybe i'll make it inside one of these days but um my second memory is um around 2006 i guess it was my husband's first visit to any disney park ever and we went during christmas time and it was also his first trip with me but um we got to see the taping of a couple of things for the christmas special, and we got to see all the decorations and i just thought that was a really fun memory for us to have um, during the holidays. But I hope that you guys have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday, keep up the good work, and talk to you soon. Bye.
4: Mr. Mongello, Robert Canchola. I'm listening to uh, four, uh, episode 467. Shame on me for not getting to it earlier, but uh, great episode. I love sharing the different memories of spending... The holidays at Disney, and uh, among our many other Disney trips throughout the year, spending the holidays at Disney is is a must, is a is a mandatory trip for us, whether it be in Anaheim or in Orlando. And um, you know, each trip has its own memory and own uh, different experiences that make each trip unique. But I would say the most memorable for our family, the Canchola family, was being. Um, featured on the 2015 Disney Parks Christmas special. Uh, I think we were, what, second to last family maybe that night or that day that aired on Christmas Day on ABC. And, uh, gosh, I'll just tell you what an incredible experience it was to be all part of that um, you know, out here in the West Coast, at least, and, um, you know, to go through the whole production to all the filming that actually took place in uh, early, uh, thanks, I'm sorry, early November, and uh, to go through all of that, and we're still, you know, in communication with a lot of the different, uh, you know, uh, producers out there and everything now uh, because of that experience, but it just it had a big impact on, on our family's life and uh, being able to then, now look back at that and watch that and rewatch that over and over again has uh is is obviously something that we treasure forever so um definitely our our most memorable experience as of yet uh was being featured on the 2015 Disney Parks Christmas special on ABC um hope all's well have a great holiday season to you and your family and uh if we happen to run into each other out uh, at the on the uh at the uh Cruise next summer, um, the double dip cruise, then uh, hopefully we can have a chance to discuss this and maybe other things a little bit further. You take care. Talk to you soon.
0: Hello, Lou Mangiello. It's Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York, and I am happy to say that you all have to the new double dip Castaway Key cruise it's coming up in almost five months. Oh, wow. I wish I was going on that one because I absolutely love the Castaway Key stop. I would have loved to have done two when I went on my first cruise on the Disney Dream with the group. It would have been phenomenal to have that. Um, We love the ice cream on the island. We love the food on the island. Just We ended up staying at the public Family um, Beach area. We didn't go to the adult section. That'll be on our next cruise. Hopefully we'll be able to stop there. Um, we absolutely loved it. And Sue, thank you so so very much for being at Epcot last night for the absolutely Oh, I had goosebumps watching the spaceship Earth turn into the Oh my goodness gracious. Beautiful, absolutely gorgeous Rogue One Best Star event. That was so cool to be there in the box. you got a friend in me. Yeah.
2: I'm funny how?
3: I mean funny like I'm a clown? I amuse you? I make you laugh? What do you mean
0: funny? Funny how? How am I funny? Tell me what's funny. Sorry, folks. <laughs> I'll be right with you. <clears throat> Give me a little intro there, Gomer. <laughs> 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 Dreadful. <laughs>
3: laugh
0: it up, fuzzball.
3: <laughs> Some people laugh through their noses.
1: <laughs> 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 then there's a kind what can't make up their mind. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Go on, laugh! I am through!
3: 60% of the time, it works every time That doesn't make sense